You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to this week's episode of Herd, your food, beverage, and hospitality podcast. Herd is hosted by me, Joe Hakeem, and I'm joined by Nick Britsky of Nick Drinks, Jason Leinert of the Detroit Optimist Society, and Vato of the Hungry Dudes. We are joined each episode by workers, leaders, and analysts of the hospitality industry. Please take a moment to subscribe to Herd on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast app, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or however you listen to your podcast. If you like or dislike what you hear, write a review. We love hearing from our listeners. You can visit Herd at HerdPodcast.com, follow Herd on Twitter and Instagram at HerdPodcast, and like Herd Podcast on Facebook. Thanks for listening, and now here's this week's episode of Herd. Hello, friends, and welcome to Herd, your food, beverage, and hospitality podcast. It's Fat Tuesday. We have Poonchki in the studio. Every day is Fat Tuesday for me. <laughs> well, it's officially Fat Tuesday. So it now is, I can, it is the I last, can be myself. Last Tuesday before Lent starts, which doesn't really mean much to me. You know what I learned today? What did you learn today? That Poonchki is the plural. Yep. Of poon- This happens every year. Poonchek. Poonchek? Yeah. Poonchek. Yeah. Live actually did a video about it. Really? Yeah, yeah, there's the, like this little um, lady cook that comes on and talks about stuff, which is a cook. Yeah. I really should call her a lady cook. <laughs> lady cook. She, ha- she happens to also be a lady. Yes. Wow. I know, right? Yeah. So. Uh, What's wrong with me? Yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get to the punchki in a second. I, w- I want to start with this whole uh, Kat, Cora, and Alinea fiasco that's going on yeah. um, in, in, in the uh, crazy hospitality world. A <laughs> um, little bit of drama. Um, we'll start with, I mean. Tell us. Some people, what's Alinea? Alinea is a uh, highly, very highly regarded restaurant in Chicago. Probably one of the best in the country. I've never been. I've been. Nick has been. You have? Yeah, it's uh-huh. a mortgage payment to go. That's yeah. like it's a thousand dollars for two people. Uh, that's just food. That's just the ticket. Yeah. That's not booze. That's not tip. That's not you know coat check. So, so wow. it, it, it's should work easy check. to say they have their shit together, right? Like they 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 better. They tra- yeah. So they're charging you know. 500 a person for food, and there's a beverage pairing. Which you have that. to do way in advance. Right. I yeah. think mine was like three months out. Is it so, through Talk? Is it what? You gotta, do you go through Talk to do it, or do they have their own proprietary I think thing? Talk is theirs. Talk. Oh, no, yeah. I want to yeah. say they started <laughs> yeah. Talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm fairly certain they did. Now, uh, so they book out way in advance. They, um, But I knew, I just learned this uh, because of Nick Kokanis' uh, article, which is on Medium, uh, he is one of the owners of Alinea, that they keep a couple tables set aside for hospitality people. During, during, during big biz, weeks. And this is um, uh, Home and Housewares show, okay. which is at the McCormick. So they assume a bunch of you know big talent would be in town. Yeah. So Kat Cora is uh, a famous, very famous chef. Iron chef. Iron chef. First, um, first female iron chef. First female iron chef. Um, and she, well, she didn't. Her, her assistant. People, her assistant. That, um, yeah. Tried to make a reservation. Did uh, she did. Yeah. did make a reservation. The day before. Um, the day before. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the time wasn't what she wanted. No, no, no. So no, made, made the reservation. Yep. They came on a different day. No, made the reservation, no. canceled it. Canceled it. Because yeah. she couldn't do it. Tried to make it for the next day. They got a nine o'clock, but she wanted earlier. So she's like, don't show up. We won't have a table for you. Nine o'clock is uh, the time. And she was like, well, cat doesn't like nine. <laughs> so she showed up at five, I think. Yeah, and this is all well and good, and you know, it, 
it happens, right. you know. But, um, the, but, but then, the, but then Kat Cora went on social media right. and uh, made made a pretty Big outlandish stand. post and uh, tagged a number of she- like other well known chefs, including David Chang and Dominique, Danny Kren, Meyer, Danny Meyer. Um, Talking about hospitality, and hospitality, like, and, and how then she that, was how she mistreated. Went, when she went, she went to the girl in the goat afterwards and said how great that was. Because right. Stephanie's a Iron Chef with her. She's an Iron Chef. Yep. Yep. Stephanie wow. is an Iron Chef. The the thing to she was Top Chef. She, right. She went Top Chef season one, two, something like that. I didn't work at Bravo. She, she kept talking mm. about how her and Grant <laughs> Ackett's the the uh, the chef there are friends. Um, right. It turns out that uh, Alinea. It turns out that. They've never met. Supposedly. If they yeah, had, yeah. then Grant didn't remember her. Um, and so this caused uh, Nick Kakanis to to write a re- response, which was also, uh, I mean, it was a very, Stink was one thing. Nick's was. He a, went to Medium. He went to Medium, medium. and pitched that story. It was yeah. very detailed. Well, anybody can write a Medium. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And Medium's just a Got it. blogging just, platform. Just a Medium? Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, very detailed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, their documentation is stellar, which, you know, from a restaurant's point of view, that's the, something to aspire to. Um, he outed the assistant's name. He did a bunch of things that could be viewed as questionable as well. Shared the emails, which I guess was a legal snafu. Yeah. So so he pulled those off. Can't share emails? Uh, take, I guess I mediums, lawyers. Down. Yeah, I would. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a lot of drama for, you know, um, this could have all been handled just if you showed a better right at the right reservation time. It's not like, uh, you know, just because you're a, a big celebrity doesn't mean that you get special treatment. So you think he should not have posted because Eater came out and said, the, that, you know, the response should have had, I think he should have responded. I think he could have done it differently. I think there's a, there's a huge, uh, with social media, especially like there's this tendency for businesses and not to respond to things that, that are, um, so, that are, uh, negative. Um, I don't usually respond to negative uh, stuff on. Uh, well, you never post people's real names. No. Well, no, no. That right. that's yeah. But but a lot of times, like someone posts something and, and it's t- connected to their name, like you can respond to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, there's a difference. Like if you know Gordon Ramsay came in and it was like I was at the bakery and blah blah blah, and then he's going to have his all his followers. I mean, I don't know how many followers Cat's uh, got, but decent. Got to be yeah. Has to be decent. So I mean. At that point, it's probably a little different than just an average Yelper. Yeah. Oh, precisely. Yeah. If, so, if some celebrity came in and was bad-mouthing us because of something that we can defend. 85,000. 85,000, yeah. yeah. A little bit more than Hungry Dudes. But, I mean, <laughs> the, 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 reach, the reach, though, is, is what's important. Like, mm-hmm. she's tagging all of these people to, to, to hey, cause – She wanted to cause a stink. Yeah. So Well, she wanted to cause a discussion, she said. Right. Well, she did. <laughs> I, so um alinea is also um aviary right am i correct yes. in that and royster and royster and all that yeah i've been to aviary once i didn't have the best reception Uh oh um they're gonna post about you well i i did a blog <laughs> post on it and um this was years and years ago though so this i before blogs i think they are a, <laughs> uh yeah it was a live journal um, it was, um, you know, I think it was on LO. They, they're a, they're a little colder than I would have liked, um, and you know maybe they could have done something to you know make the situation, you know, deescalate it. But I think Kat Cora went way, way, way too far. Well, well, well beyond what's normal for any. Um, I, I think she flipped him, flipped him off in a picture too, didn't she? That that little grainy picture is that what yeah. that was? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, we we recently had a customer on uh, on our Facebook page on the Ackroyd's Facebook page. Um, 
What's your name? <laughs> I, I do know it. I do know it, but I'm not going to say it. Um, I, I, I banned her from our, our Facebook page, and she was saying that our food was shite. Um, and oh. that uh, yeah, and that because she was Scottish, right? Right. Well, and that we are not Scottish, so like that. That's, oh shit! Yeah, you're, Wait, you're not. <laughs> but isn't Megan Scottish? Yes, but it doesn't. That doesn't. It's not enough. We all have to be. We all have to be wearing kilts. And uh, no one wants to see playing bagpipe. Yeah, he is wearing a kilt. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of weird. I only podcast in a kilt. It's just the way. It's the way it goes. Oh, Got no. to. <laughs> um, but she, yeah, she, she was. She went as far as to comment under other people's comments, telling them not to order from us. Wow. So you know, I, I didn't respond to her. I just delete deleted the post and uh, her post and banned her. They have a delete button. Oh yeah, you, well, you for have admin for, controls. For, yeah. yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, 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 no, you can't delete my posts when I you post know. on your page. I know why is that? You, you can't really delete a post with 85,000 followers when she ta- when a person tags uh, a bunch of famous no. people, and no. it's her own Instagram. You can't delete things from other people's Instagram accounts either. Oh. Sadly, mm. <laughs> businesses are waiting for that moment <laughs> when we can delete Yelp reviews and Google reviews. Oh, I would love that. I'm just happy we can edit. <laughs> Because <laughs> you get that. I mean, you get. A, you a, can't edit other people's reviews, though. You get a, That'd be no, fun no. Too. But you get, I would. <laughs> you can but, respond. Yeah. It's too many times I've been in a restaurant or a bar, and then I take the picture, and then I'm like, I'm not going to post it right now, so I can enjoy my meal. I'll do it a little bit later because I like to edit my pictures, right? So I'm sitting there, and then about two hours later, I'm I'm typing something. It's dark. I'm half in the bag. Next thing I know, I'm like, <laughs> what the hell did I write? <laughs> like, edit, 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 please. <laughs> Nobody retweet that. Oh, yeah. Nobody's retweeting anything. Oh man, yeah, sorry. No, they are. I retweet, retweet <laughs> stuff that I post. All right. So I mentioned today was Fat Tuesday. I mentioned we have punchkis, and that would lead us to our guests. Fresh off their Fat Tuesday vegan gluten free punchki sellout at Bikes and Coffee. Woo! Uh, the sellout happened in less than an hour. So we have Megan Shaw and Nina Paletta from Street Beat. Thank you for being with us. Thanks Thank for having, having us. us. So. Uh, gluten-free vegan punchki goes against everything that a punchki is. Yeah, so it's like one calorie. <laughs> so no. punchkis, uh, we've talked about them in the past, talk about them again. Traditionally, they are fried in lard. They are... What, what's different from a donut? So like to dive into a punchki, it is, it's, a, it's a custard donut? Or, or, or jelly. Or jelly. Tr- traditionally, rosehip, prune, or... I don't think custard's apricot. I don't think custard's even traditional, is it? No, so... I think you. I think you had the three. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. We yeah. just learned how to make a punch case. So. Yesterday. Oh. I know there was a canola. You learned yesterday? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, holy shit. Well, they must have been good if you sold out. Yeah. <laughs> well, that... I guess you'll see. <laughs> um, so, uh, Punchkis traditionally, because it's Fat Tuesday, the, right. it's the last kind of indulgence before Lent and your 40 days of abstaining from fun stuff, I you guess. You know, I, I grew up Catholic and I gave up giving up. <laughs> I like that's, that. that's, that's where I'm at now. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, moderation, right? Don't give up moderation. That's that's the one thing, right? So, uh, lard. You said, yeah, you like you. You fry them in lard. Yeah, full of gluten. Okay, they're definitely not gluten free. <laughs> definitely true. Um, it was a it was a way to use up all the like the fruit and uh, flour and, and yeah, lo- all the leftovers. Yeah, before before Lent starts. And uh, I I seriously think they're like on average 500 calories. Each one, they're yeah. high. Yeah, I thought yeah. there were more. Are they? Yeah, I don't know. I think they're. I mean, so, so 
all of that to say these are not this is not a health food in front of me right now. Right. It's not. No. <laughs> these are uh they're vegan and gluten-free. So talk about so what kind of what's your like flour mix that you guys use for this? We use Bob's Red Mill, one okay. to one baking flour. All right. Yeah. Um and then the fillings? What 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 are they like? Uh, so my... one of them is filled with uh bourbon apple pie jam. Uh-huh. And then the other one's a rose cardamom orange custard nice B- both non-traditional obviously yeah. but um, but nods i yeah. feel like because you said rose hip was in yeah yeah is with traditional yeah. Rose hip jam yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh, not like they're filled with like liquid bacon <laughs> how do you make a vegan <laughs> would, custard uh it was a coconut milk base and then some other secrets that i don't want to secrets say. oh this is like the colonel's <laughs> Different recipe thickening agents and flavoring Cooking what it. once you get out of the What's the like the main starch that everyone uses? Like, uh, xanthan gum? No, or like ta- when you're tapioca. tapioca. No, corn not even starch? that. Corn starch. Oh. Once you get out of like the cone, corn starch mentality and like look at all the other different thickeners out there, you're like, whoa, there's other things out there. Yeah, there's, there's like all. arrowroot and mm-hmm. potato and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Oh yeah, the list is endless. Yeah, um, and they all they all do so- seemingly different things, yeah. right? Yeah. And just like the smallest variation can make a huge difference. Like we start with Bob's Red Mill. But then we end up adding like 10 other ingredients, different thickeners, different starches. It's a tedious process. Okay. So I have to go back to this. Um, you learning to do this yesterday. <laughs> um, okay. Well, be- because this, this, this is a, you know, from, for someone who, you know, we do recipe development a lot, right? This is impressive to me. So like go to our Instagram right now and look at the photos that we posted because they look like punch keys. Yeah, unless you're live, and I haven't posted those yet. <laughs> well, but they do look exactly like punchies, right? And you guys have done donuts before. Yeah, we've done donuts. So okay. I'd say that's where we've learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Most or all of our baking skills, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and I think we were a little bit cocky when it came to the whole punchki <laughs> thing. We were like, "Oh, we can pull off anything." Uh, we decided to do it before we had ever made one, and that's what we did when we made the donuts the first time too. We were like, "Let's have a donut event: gluten free, vegan, soy free, nut free." What else? I don't know. It, Everything. <laughs> um, <it's, laughs> it, it seems to be a pattern with us. If we make an event page, we kind of push ourselves like, well, it's up there. It's out there in the world. We have to do it. Yeah. So we have to make it work. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what we did with these. Um, how do you – so not knowing how exactly to execute, how do you gauge feedback and, and respond to how many people – how much do you make that? Yeah. It really just depends on mostly our Facebook event pages. Uh We see how many people are coming. And at this point, like when it comes to our other events, we kind of just have a number down at this point. We're like, what would you say? I don't know. How do we gauge that? It's an art. We're going to make a hundred. But even if people say they're coming, they're not all coming. Oh, yeah. The Facebook event pages are are hard to gauge in terms of who actually shows up to these things. But so for this, for example, how many poochies did you make this for, for this morning, we only made a hundred. Ah, so I was right. F- yeah. 50, Fifty of each. Yeah. Okay. And, and you sold out in under an hour. It was yeah. Like Thirty About minutes. Thirty hour. minutes. Yeah. yeah that, that's that's incredibly impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, would if you if you could do it over again, would you have made two hundred more? I think if we had the space yeah. to do it, yeah. Um, and if we had probably put a little more research into it. <laughs> um, I think we would have definitely. I think next year we'll probably do a lot more. Yeah, we would do it differently. 
I mean, because the other side of the coin is making way too many mm-hmm. and and not not selling out or even coming close to selling out. And then you have a ton of leftover punchki that you have. It's to a eat. guessing right. game every single time. Like, it's either you have so much that you come home with so much product and either end up throwing it away or giving it away or just staring at it for a week saying that you're going to eat it and then you don't. <laughs> um, or you sell out so early and you're like, oh, well, first of all, I could have made way more money. All of these guests that are here are upset with us. Like... So upset that we're already sold out. Yeah. Um, so so let's talk about. Uh, I think with the punchkis being a special thing, there it's a, a lot different than your normal pop ups, right, right? Yeah. So sure. you guys, um, the the street beat name is uh, synonymous with these pop ups. Uh, there's a vegan taco hell, uh, pizza butt, Kentucky fake chicken, and McDaddy. So you do four different po- vegan versions of seemingly famous fast food. Right. Right. Okay. So first off, where did the idea for that start? Well, it started with Taco Hell, Taco okay. Bell. Um, I we were just we were trying to think of something people would kind of go crazy for, and something that people, vegan people specifically, or people with allergies, missed and couldn't ever really have something nostalgic, and we thought of. Actually, we were driving around shopping for another pop-up that we were doing, um, and we passed by a Taco Bell, and it was the middle of the day, and there was a huge drive through line, mm-hmm. like, out into the middle of the street, and we are like, oh, it'd be so funny if we just did a Taco Bell pop-up, and we sat on that for a minute and then decided it was a good idea. Yeah, so I went to one a couple months back, um, it was at uh, Lost River, mm-hmm. um, and it was um, really great space for pop-ups, too. They do... At least one a week, I feel like. Yeah, they do a lot. Yeah, and, and they um. So I had, think back to this. I had the crunch wrap, um, the spice, the spicy the crunch wrap, chip, the chipotle one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was uncanny how much it tasted like the the real thing, mm-hmm. um, and that that's incredibly impressive because there's no meat, right? There's, right. It wasn't. I don't know if it was gluten free. No, no. no those okay. ones we weren't. had an option, but yeah. Um. So talk t- take take me through the recipe development part of all of this. Like, did you just go by memories of what these things tasted like? Mostly, yeah. Um, yeah, we kind of had to because we don't eat any of that. So, um, are, so you, are you both vegan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, these these are awesome, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm not vegan. <laughs> <laughs> um, these being the punchki, yeah. Yes, uh, I'm not vegan. Uh, I generally. Um, if I can stay away from gluten, I stay away from gluten, mm-hmm. but not because I need to. Right. Right. Um, these are t- very tasty. Thank you. If um, you didn't tell me they were no, yeah. gluten free and you know vegan, I have no idea. They taste just like normal punchies. Cool. Let's get there. <laughs> That's yeah. Great. There's a lot of uh, there's density to it. There's moistness to it. There's um, some great uh, sugary flavors and they leavened and, really nicely. Yeah, I mean everything mm-hmm. about it was like. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think the main thing with gluten-free um, baked goods is the, the consistency. Yeah, yeah, and these are these are great. Yeah, um, yeah. And, for for, and, and you for made making them, them last night. I was going to say you made them for the. <laughs> how many did you taste through before well, so you? Like, about a week ago, we did a test run, and we've been so busy that we just weren't able to stay consistent with it. And then, pretty much all day yesterday, we did like three or four rounds of. There was a tweaking point, the recipe. There was a point where we. We thought we were definitely giving up. I almost gave up. Yeah, it, it was. I had a poor attitude, probably. <laughs> but 
we pulled it off. I don't know. It I think it was dramatic. like I think it was like seven or eight p.m. when we finally got the recipe down, and we were like, okay, let's make a hundred right now. <laughs> yeah, we stayed up. We didn't we didn't sleep last night. Wow, we just went straight to frying them and then dropped them off. And this is your gig, like this is your your main source of income. Yep. yep. Okay, so if you failed at this last night, would it have been like, oh my gosh, end oh. end of this line. Well, I mean, it it would have hurt a little bit. Yeah, we would have definitely lost money, but. But that, that wasn't too that, bad. That wasn't really the goal for this one, yeah. making money. It was just really accomplishing it and providing. We just wanted to break even. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so then um, your next event is tomorrow, yes. March 6th. Yes. And that is, um, which one is that? The Kentucky Fake Chicken. Kentucky Fake Chicken. Okay. That's our first time doing that one, too. It's your first time. Yeah. Okay, so what's the menu look like? Oh, go ahead. Fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Uh, so, so that's a tofu... So, is that, yep, is that tofu? It's a tofu base. Okay. Yeah, we we actually call that. We've done that before. So we do our like fake chicken. We call it Kentucky fake it's chicken. It's one of on our staple items at this point. Yeah. Do you um, shape it at all or is it so blocky? or? Um, We sort of cut it into squares at this point. Mm-hmm. We thought about shaping it for this one and we. It's know. probably a lot of waste. It's, too. It is yeah, a lot of waste. It's a lot. And then you can't like really portion it out very well. Right. Yeah. Um, but once the breading process gets going, it's. It clusters you, up yeah, in a way that really makes tell. it look. Uh-huh. You can't really tell. So they're like nuggets. Yeah, they're like little like popcorn chicken, a little bit mm-hmm. bigger. Yeah. Um. So the fried chicken, and then a handful of sides. We're doing mac and cheese, coleslaw, biscuits, and mashed potatoes and gravy. Awesome. And we're gonna make some cookies too. Don't say that because I might not feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the events already happened by the time yeah. most people listen to this podcast. So yeah. Oh, okay. Perfect. Cool, then. Right. <laughs> cookies. No promises. <laughs> you, you missed out on cookies. <laughs> ran out before you, before, before you got there. They ran out. I don't know how to make cookies, so I, I'm just kidding. You'll learn tonight. I, I I learned, didn't, you didn't know how to I'm make cookies. I'm done baking. She's doing <laughs> <laughs> I'm all done. So the the popularity is, I feel like it's exploded recently, um, and that's awesome. But but also like did did you guys feel that happening? It happened very quickly um it seems like right after we did our first taco hell it just escalated very quickly and then we were just kind of in it i think we could definitely feel that energy coming on because we were both like let's quit our jobs and yeah that's true we just i mean the first couple months were a little weird but like she said once we did taco hell it was like if we didn't really think twice about it and, and this is a weekly thing now? Like you guys do a, a pop-up once a week-ish? Um, yeah, we do. A di- yeah. So Taco Hell is monthly. Okay. Then, yeah, we try to do at least one a week. Sometimes we get in over our heads and do two to three a week. and Often. <laughs> yeah. Far, we went pretty crazy this summer where we were like, all right, we'll have one on Tuesday and then we'll somehow pack one into Friday night. We can do a Saturday morning and then a Sunday night. Let's do that. <laughs> It'll be fine. And that was that the time happen. period where we weren't really sleeping at all. <laughs> And so do you guys have like this binder of recipes that you are returning to or are you adding to or? Well, uh, we started out just kind of by memory uh-huh. and then we realized we needed to be more consistent because. It- Especially when it came to like larger quantities and having to do shopping mm-hmm. lists and. Yeah. 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 So, so yes, yeah, so now we, we have, have like two stacks of. Yeah pretty messy no it's in a scrap paper (laughs) of all different shapes and sizes and colors that we dig through because we haven't typed them into our computers yet so have people asked about a brick and mortar that i admitted that i'm not (laughs) 
Brick and mortar. There is a brick and mortar. There isn't a brick and mortar. We don't um, have one. Okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah. yeah. So is that something that has crossed your mind, or is that? Yeah, um, it's something that's it's maybe currently being talked about. Okay, because especially when you think of like chili mustard onions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that I feel like they are kind of proving that concept that there is a demand. Yeah, for certain mm-hmm. foods. So yeah, it definitely is. Are you are you finding that you're getting more uh, people that are into the vegan? Lifestyle, or are you getting people that are more experimental, like meat eaters, and coming in and say, we, "Hey, I, you know, I'm chicken curious." Yeah, we. I think we get more meat eaters and non-vegans. It feels like anything. somewhere fifty-fifty, but honestly, like it feels like we just get a lot of the people that hang out in Detroit, like whether or not they eat meat or not. Um, but then we definitely have a big vegan or gluten-free or vegetarian following that they're seeking something that doesn't exist and. We're providing it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If if you guys do see through the brick and mortar idea, what, what happens to the? How, how do you continue to sell this food what, what, w- under the names that you get, or would you do something differently altogether well, in terms of? I think we would. I think we would have a like a regular menu, and then we would continue to do a sort of pop up theme where we would just randomly, or maybe not so randomly, um, pop up in our own restaurant and be like, oh. KFCs tonight or Taco Hells this day. Um, so to kind of keep it, I think we want to keep Taco Hell going the way that it is. I don't think we want to make it readily available all the time. Yeah, uh, we do want our own menu. Um, but yeah, we think it'd be fun to kind of do like a once a month takeover of that to keep it going. Yeah. Okay, so the brick and mortar would be a, a totally separate right. entity. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's that's interesting. Um, so with the Taco Hell and and the. That one specifically, because you've run that a f- more than a few times. Right. Are there people that come specifically for particular dishes? Are there dishes you can't take off of that Taco Hell menu? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think if we took the crunch wrap off of that menu, we'd probably get the cheesy killed, gordita crunch so. too. It's yeah. just, it, which is the biggest pain in the ass to prepare. <laughs> it sucks. The best thing. But it's, it, we could never. I, have, stop I didn't know you guys it. did that. Yeah. I, I had no idea. That's yeah. like one of my favorite things. Her spicy ranch it's is my favorite. Like the most addicting sauce I've ever had. In my oh, life. wow. Yeah. Uh, so it's next week. I'm gonna have to go out of my way to make sure that I get that in my. my I'm face. I'm just uh, you know I'm 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 blown away by this. Like I like like I said, I don't eat a lot of. I don't even eat a lot of just strict vegetarian stuff, much less vegan stuff. So um, I'm curious about it. I, you know, I'm interested. You know, I've always interested to see what what people can do with the uh, you know cheese. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. to to not necessarily. I'm not trying to be fooled. Mm-hmm. But I, if I'm going to have something like one time I had a lasagna that was a vegan lasagna and it tasted just like lasagna. Yeah. And I was like, OK, where did well, you have that? At Schoolcraft. OK. So I was I was in cooking school for a year there. And, and one of the uh, it was a nighttime course that was uh, uh, for, you know, people we could pay for like just the day kind of thing. Just the, the course. Right. And they made we made a, a vegan lasagna and we were. I forgot what we made the cheese out of, but it was like a mixture of nuts or something like uh, that. And, cashew. Yeah, I do yeah. mine with cashew. And it was, it tasted like lasagna. And I was like, oh, wow, this is crazy that what you can do with all this. Yeah. I think that's the most exciting part is like having people who are like yourself who don't really eat vegetarian or vegan and they can be really, really surprised and find that they really enjoy it. And it doesn't matter that it's not meat or not cheese. It's yeah, cool th- being able to either fool people or make them realize that it doesn't have to be that way. I think that the hard part that uh, that happens. Oh, that was me. That was you. <laughs> I think the hard part that happens too. happens a lot with with folks is you go somewhere and it's like, oh, there's nothing 
I mean, not not even just vegan, but nothing vegetarian on, on the menu. I went one place and and I was like, oh, you know, it was a big party that I brought, and they were, I was like, I gotta have a vegetarian, a couple of vegetarian friends. I all oh, make them something special, and he just came out with mirepoix. <laughs> no, like I raw? swear, no, no, no it, was cooked. <laughs> it was cooked mirepoix. And I'm like, no. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me, dude. Like, you're not feeding my friends mirepoix. Carrots, celery, and onion. Yeah, on a plate. On a plate. Sautéed. I was like, this Delicious. is. <laughs> so, all right, so but we... it's not inventive, you know. Like, right. what do what do people? I mean, what do we get for vegetarians or or not even not even talking about beans, right? We get a we get a portobello black bean burger, <laughs> black yeah, black bean burger. I sad. vegetarian is the I feel like a huge test for <laughs> restaurants. So my wife's a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and if you if a place has a vegetarian menu, you're like, whoa, like you're thinking ahead. Um, we went to when Grey Ghost before they started. We went to one of their pop ups at Revol- Revolver. Is that right? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Probably. And um, sure. I said, you know, Lish doesn't normally go with me because it's normally like a meat buffet. Mm-hmm. And we said, hey, can you do a vegetarian menu? And they're like, yes. And it rocked. It was like everything was like related to what I had as meat. It was all great flavors. And I'm like, you guys should just That's do cool. vegetarian food. Like this is pretty <laughs> awesome. Like she was blown away at that. So, I mean, if you can do that as a restaurateur, like, that's huge. It's absolutely. I mean, and, and don't give Mirapoir. Do they still have, oh do God. they still, do not they do really. That? They're pretty say, meat we heavy. That's why we've kind of avoided yeah. it. It's, and I would say there's not many things for you on that menu. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't think Lish has come with me either to that place. But that's yeah. why we love Tokoy. It's like, that's why they stand oh out gosh. to us is yeah. every single yeah. vegetarian or vegan menu or item on their menu stands out alone. It's like, it's fully complete. It's, Yep. Amazing by itself. Selden, I feel like does a very good job. Selden They're just like, yeah. there's veg and there's meat, and you can pick whatever you want. Yeah. Lady, Lady of the House. I mean, They're so pretty many. good. Yeah, that carrot thing is magic. It, yeah. It's becoming more commonplace to see you know, a, a strong vegetarian menu because pe- people want to eat that way. And also, it's an easy way to upsell if you're getting a steak. Oh, we have these great vegetarian sides. Well, it's creative, yeah, too. Yeah. I mean, that carrot uh, steak... Uh, execution that they have laid at house is like really, really wild. Have we had that? Mm-hmm. Oh my oh, gosh. Last time I was there, I ordered three of them. Is it? I don't is know. It's I only went there vegan. once or twice oh. and I, I was vegetarian at the time, so I was eating a little bit of dairy and I no, I had like based. a really amazing cauliflower dish, but yeah. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly what it was. But I but I agree with Nick. I think that that's a standout uh, for a chef, standout for a restaurant to be able to put out something that's creative, that's not just, like you said, a bean burger or a yeah. portobello, you know, Stuff portobello or something. I mean, even though those you can do those really, really well too. Yeah. Right. You can. It's just so yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go. I don't want to go out to eat and spend my money and get something that you can easily make at home. Right. right. Or that or I wouldn't better. want at home either. No, right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You can easily make mirepoix at home. <laughs> <laughs> and, and cook it in oil. You can do all the steps. You can do, you can do everything. You can do everything. No magic. No magic. Oh, I was so pissed. Um. So Megan, you you were at uh, Pop, um, the pizzeria up, upstairs for a minute, and, yes. and they have a pretty strong vegan menu there as well. Yeah. And that was your that was me. Yeah. That okay. Was me. So I have to say that um, the walnut chorizo pizza with the chimichurri, yeah. I, I still I think about it all. The, I, I, it's one of the best pizzas I've had in a long time. Thank you. Yeah. Um, You're gonna say I think about it all the time. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> I, I do because it's like it's it's that it's that good. Really? It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, so what what mimics the chorizo in it? 
Um, I, I use I used walnuts for that. We also use walnuts in our ground beef for Taco Hall. So it's a similar recipe. It's a little bit spicier at Pop. Yeah. Um, chorizo. It's one of those things. It's it's mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like walnut chorizo. And- well, chorizo is a good one because a lot of the flavor comes from the paprika mm-hmm. and not necessarily the pork. Yeah. The pork, yeah. So right. that's, that's a good one right there. So if you get a similar texture, yeah. you're like halfway there. Right. So. I think it'd be great to have like an introduction to vegan slash vegetarian whatever you know kind of uh i don't know pop up or or some type of thing going on like we thought about doing workshops get yeah, a better name though yeah, i don't like that not that name though you don't you know, like the name workshop no i don't like the name uh what was it vegan, vegan vegetarian, vegetarian whatever. Whatever. i don't know like, <laughs> but I'm like, all right I mean, we gotta you gotta call us like what would you call it what would you call it nick I don't know, training, <laughs> class. Vegan training. Vegan, vegan sounds, training. I'm a vegan in training. <laughs> that sounds awful. Vegan school. There's always, uh, what was that, uh, Scott Pilgrim? The, the but, Superman guy, Brandon Routh. Oh, vegan, yeah. He went and to vegan he, school. He had power, special powers. Yep. And then when he didn't, oh, yeah. he lost I it. I forgot right. about that part. Yep. Wait, <laughs> chicken is invented. Cool. I think there's a sense is, that. Uh, was that, that Chris Evans? That's a good movie. No, man. It was. Uh, oh, it was the other guy. That's right. Brandon, Brandon Rowe. There's a sense that vegan and vegetarian food is like somehow less tasty than, than its meat counterpart. Well, yeah, if it's a I, pile of mirepoix, yes. Well, a pile of, the thing, or, it's always an afterthought right, on right. menus. Or and if then it's, it's like, not even seasoned and you're like, what is this? Like crumbled tofu has a really bad rep, right? right? And, and like I think that the, the point to, to Vato's point about the class is it's like, you know, okay, so we're going we're gonna to do a class on how to do chorizo. Vegan chorizo. And like we'll, you know, we'll just put some seasoning on tofu. He's like, no, there's just walnuts and all this mm-hmm. like thought that goes into mm-hmm. it you but, know it's genuinely healthy and like it's not just going to be a blob of tofu on your plate right. mm-hmm. but i'm not even talking about a class to teach people how to do it i'm talking about a class to introduce people who you know are steak and potatoes people on the side and then like you know hey okay i'll try it right and something more and approachable go, yeah and go in yeah. there and, be, and so someone come out and like okay we're giving you this this is going to have some similar flavors that you're used to with chorizo but we're making this with blah 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 and now the person eating it's like oh okay i get it now and so the next time they see it on the menu somewhere else mm-hmm. it's not foreign to them and they're not scared of it or don't tell them or what's more approachable than <laughs> fast food though that's yeah. and that's, that, that's the point yeah right? that's yeah. the point we try to keep what we're doing approachable not like so that it doesn't sound scary or pretentious we just want it to be something that everyone can enjoy. And if it's like good enough feel. for the president. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, Nick. Nick. Referring to another fast the food The room got feeds. so cold. <laughs> yeah. another, another He's fast not food. welcome. <laughs> you people <laughs> then, over there. You, you love fast You, you love, love fast, fast food. You sports people love fast food out there listening to us. He didn't say us. sports. He just said you people. He, he said you right. Don't they give were, him the credit of saying sports people. They were He's, sports. There was a sports team. I, I know. I didn't even you, hear about this. Oh. It was under the radar. It was a couple days ago, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Some some uh, Division two school from North Dakota. I thought it was a reshare of the first time. Uh, yeah, I, I know. Mm-hmm. That, so that's Trump, the hope. The yeah. first time Trump gave these the McDonald's thing, right? Well, it, it was like McDonald's when that was when the the it was government shut government shut down. Yeah. So he, his uh. chefs weren't working because the government was shut down. This time, his chefs are working. But he knew that they would love McDonald's and Chick Fil A. You people, Be- all right? Because that's what. <laughs> High endurance oh. athletes do is they eat fast food all the time. <laughs> okay, I can't. I don't eat Chick Fil A just because I don't want to stand in line. 
There's a number of reasons long. why not to eat Chick Fil A. Yeah, there, I know, but that's that's like a big one though. Mm-hmm. That yeah. line at Somerset is like ridiculous. Well, it's the bad. only one for it like 200 miles is. too, and it's never open on Sunday. Whenever I'm there, that's for <laughs> that, that's one of the. Re- I mean, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> it's never can open. You, on can I? The, I don't know if I. Not ever. open on Sunday be- because they're like keeping the Sabbath. It's not the Sabbath. Don't they hate gay people? They do. They do. Wow. Yeah, at least it sounds like management does, like upper, mm-hmm. upper management. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The workers I, might not. Well, well right. I, I, I'm sure they're not like, you know, not going to give you a chicken sandwich if you come up and be gay. I don't gay. think I've ever eaten. <laughs> so, I don't think I've ever eaten there. Uh, Chick-fil-A? Yeah. It's, not, it's, not, it's nothing special. I honestly haven't no. had any fast food in like two, two or three years. Will you come to our events though? Absolutely. Okay. I, <laughs> I am really interested in, in expanding horizons on some of this stuff because – is some of it, it is a little scary to someone who's you know just doesn't you know eat a lot of tofu or you know which is surprising um, here you say that because you have such an adventurous palate oh I do but when it's I'm just a out, mental thing when, no when I'm out and I have a choice between a couple things I don't navigate towards that, mm-hmm. that makes but, sense. I get yeah but I would like to and that's what I'm saying if I, once I get a little bit more experience in eating vegan maybe I would navigate a little bit more towards something knowing if. <laughs> It was, um, well, uh, <laughs> if it was, uh, uh, you know, a reputable restaurant, reputable chef, prepared well kind of thing. Because I've had those bad Mirapois experiences, <laughs> you know? I can't believe you that. You see vegan on a menu and you think Mirapois. <laughs> no. It wouldn't be better than that. It's just carrots, celery, and onion, guys. Don't don't get excited. <laughs> That's all you're getting. <laughs> so this is vegan, gluten-free. What else? There are other oh, it's freeze. not all gluten free, right? The it's punch cake? Or, or, or oh, the or the pop up. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. Oh. What is it? So our pop ups <laughs> are 100% vegan no matter what. Okay. And at this point, like 80% gluten free. Yeah, we're, we're trying to be more. Well, for things like Taco Bell, like some of that stuff, you can't even, you can't find gluten free. You can't find like gigantic burrito shells gluten free. So mm. these are things like you'd have to make. Mm. So like we have Which some options. We, we use corn tortillas and then like, we will off like the cheesy gordita crunch. It's wrapped in a flour um, gordita shell. Yeah. Uh, so we offer a gluten free option where we put a gluten free tortilla around it, and it's not the same, but actually it's kind of better. I like it better. Um, and, and the hard part for me is that I have to go just by myself too because my son's got nut allergies. You can go so. with Joe. We never hang. We out. do have free <laughs> options. <laughs> you have nut. And, and yep. When I heard you say something earlier about having nut free options, that, yep. That so um, popped up in too. place of our walnut ground beef, we do TVP. Which is, it sounds a little scary when you say it out loud. It's textured vegetable protein, mm. but it's really just like soy. Um, and that also sounds weird, but the consistency is very similar to ground beef. Okay. And it, it retains the flavor similar to how our walnut chorizo does. So, so talk about some of the different proteins. So that's, that's interesting. So you talked about to- tofu, you've talked about TVP. Mm-hmm. There's also seitan, 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 seitan. Okay, what is that? Um, that's made with just. Fu- she actually made some the other day. I just um, made some for the first time. Made the vital wheat it's, gluten. Yeah. Okay. So it's not gluten free. Okay. It's, it's gluten. Yeah, it's very. very so that's gluten. wheat based. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there's tempeh. Mm-hmm. And that is soybeans. Soybeans. Fermented okay. soybeans. Right. Different yeah. from tofu. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't um, use a whole lot of TVP. Honestly. No, just for the, that option for the. Okay. And then there's also, we've been using Yuba a little bit, mm. which is dried bean curd okay. sticks. And you can get them at most like Asian markets. Okay. Um, 
and I, so I guess it's uh, considered a byproduct of tofu. It's like tofu skin or something. It's a it's a layer that forms when they're making tofu. So when they're it, oh. it's like a layer that forms on top, and they like uh, they make sheets out of it, and then they dehydrate it. And it comes in these bags with like long sticks. Yeah. Where we rehydrate them, and then we can kind of like mimic a McRib, for example, <laughs> or like you know, really different. Yeah, what, what we do we, we do before? a lot of we do a lot of barbecue. Um, mm-hmm. Things like that. So we're doing one of our pop-ups that's coming up. We're doing vegan barbecue uh-huh. at Slows. Okay. Um, so we're going to be using that and one as like a meat replacement. We use we might use a a lot of people use jackfruit, jackfruit for yep. pulled pork. But I was we just kind of like pulled the, pork. I was like, why couldn't I think of that? Yeah, <laughs> pulled pork sandwich. That's what we we're thinking. Yuba can be similar to that. Mm-hmm. Like it can replace. She made ribs, or we made ribs out of it once. The McRib. The McRib, yeah, then, like pulled ribs, yeah. but so. Have you ever done uh, like anything with glutinous rice or like mochi? Um, mm-hmm. no, okay. no. And what about the Impossible Burger stuff? Is that stuff you've used as well? We did when we did McDaddy's. We used um the new Impossible Burger. Okay, which is actually really good. The two point is gluten free. Yeah. Mm. So. Oh, it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are both ve- you're vegan and gluten free, both of you. I. I don't have an allergy, okay. I, but I don't eat. I don't eat gluten. Don't eat gluten. So, okay. I limit it, but I definitely eat it. You definitely yeah. eat. It. <laughs> have you noticed when you? So did you? Did you eat gluten in the past? Yeah. Did I you did. notice a difference this when you recent. stopped? Uh, yeah, actually, okay. um, I stopped feeling so lethargic after I was eating. Um, it just kind of like weighed me down. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel very good. So definitely notice an improvement there. Have you cut out gluten too? Cut back on gluten. No, I cut it. I cut it out a little bit for for my son, but not really. Oh, I, yeah, I, okay. I, yeah, I kind of cut. He's back on gluten. I kind of cut <laughs> cut it out for him as much as I could. I cut out uh, lactose. Obviously, no nuts. No, he's allergic. Yeah, to nuts, you're super allergic. against milk. I know that. Well, no, I'm just yeah. You, you've had your your I've had moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, he, he he every now and again he wants gelato and he gets gelato. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's so I, I think speaking like, of. Sorry. Speaking of gelato, um, ice cream plant, have you heard of them? Yeah. Mm. They do gelato, like vegan gelato. It's really, really, really good. All of their ice cream is so good. Yeah. It's like the creamiest, best ice cream. It's the best vegan, vegan ice cream. Is it coconut, coconut milk based? It's coconut yeah. milk based. It's okay. like allergy friendly. Where, yeah. Where's that? They're based out of Eastern Market right now. Mm. They use the, uh, what am, what's the word I'm trying? The, the commercial. commercial yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you, get, five. you can get their stuff yep. at, uh, uh, holiday market. Yeah. Oh can. yeah. Yeah yeah. Huh. Uh, in Royal Oak, at least I don't know. If the other... There's a few different places that carry it, but yeah, you can just go on their Instagram and they post mm-hmm. all the places that you can get it. Yeah, I haven't had their ice cream, but I would like to try it. So we I, use I, it I when we, whenever we use ice cream in any of our yeah events. So with using some of these premium ingredients like like Bob Bob's Red Mill, is that mm-hmm. Bob, yep. like that's premium premium price on some of that stuff? Right. What do you guys do to keep costs, you know, not crazy? <laughs> It, is it hard to do? It's it is it's really hard challenging. to do. Um, uh, there are some items that like the yuba and tofu's. You, tofu's fairly cheap, mm-hmm. so things like that we're able to bring the price down on other expensive products like okay. the Impossible Burger and whatnot. But when walnuts and nuts in general are like their main ingredient, um, I think it's my mic. My mic's freaking <laughs> out over here. Um, yeah, I don't know. Vegan and vegetarian food and gluten free food. It's it's definitely more expensive, mm-hmm. and that's something that we have to work with. But we don't find it to be too much of an issue with our clientele. 
Luckily, I was going to ask that. Do you have to educate people on that? That or yeah, we we do. Um, we we've definitely every now and then, but it doesn't seem to keep people away. Yeah. The the pricing, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like three four years ago, this this wouldn't even be possible. Like, like this this the 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 kind of there's been like a almost like a groundswell for mm-hmm. for the, this type of event. Um, and then even the uh, vegan cheese. Um, yeah. Di- Daya cheese is not good, at least in my opinion. It doesn't no. taste good. I think it's gotten better. I they have they... improved it, but it's not what we buy yeah. ever, even for I ourselves. I don't. There's that BioLife now, right? BioLife is really good. That's fantastic. Yeah, it is. Um, it's tofu, right? It's basically a tofu variant? Uh, uh, I think that's coconut. Coconut, yeah. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Coconut, the wonder fruit. Yeah. We use BioLife for all of our like shredded cheese okay. needs, yeah. for Taco Hell or for Pizza Butt. And then what do you do for like uh you, for the McDaddies for like the fillet of not fish? Is that what you call it? Yeah. <laughs> fillet no fish. Fillet no fish. Uh, what's the cheese slice on that? Um, we also violate. Yeah, also they make really good slices. Yeah, like so good. <laughs> so when you guys buy these ingredients, to go back to, to Nick's question about cost, are you buying these in bulk? Or are you buying them like from Whole Foods? We. Ooh. When we can, we, we buy them in bulk. Yeah, we shop around everywhere. We okay. spend like an entire day for a pop-up just shopping to find good prices. So we're uh-huh. driving around literally all day, all over the place. Um, Sometimes we have to hit three to four stores to get enough cheese Yeah, or things like that. Oh, because you buy just them out? Yeah, we, we buy, buy them out. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. We buy a natural food patch out of cheese probably once a week. Yeah. Could okay. you place an order like through a you, distributor? We can, okay. yeah. Um, I just don't think... Like we don't have, we're we're prepping in random kitchens right, all the time, right. so we don't have like a space to keep leftover. We wouldn't be able to like product. accept an, a delivery at a time, right? right. At a specific right. place. It's just like yeah. not practical. So when we have a set location, yeah, we'll be able to. And that'll drastically keep your cost down. Oh my yeah. gosh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be very nice. So when you guys do pop ups, do you? It's the two of you. Um, I'm sure. With, with how busy you are, what's your what's your staffing look like at, for an event? We usually have about ten to fourteen people that we staff at wow. our events regularly. I think, I think more like twelve. I don't think fourteen really. That's fourteen 12, that's is twelve <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, good job. We have like between five and six people, four to six people in the kitchen, four servers, a food runner, and a host usually. Mm-hmm. What does prep look like? So, is most of the stuff prepped when you hit the uh, pop up, or are, like the cook is cooking a la minute? Like, what's what's happening? Like, four to six people in the kitchen is sizable, especially if you think about the kitchen at like Lost River. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's challenging. Yeah, there's <laughs> right. no kitchen. We've kind of like transitioned into only popping up in spaces that have full kitchens, yeah. okay. full prep spaces. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Because we ran into so many situations where we would bring a ton of equipment, plug it all in, and there wouldn't be enough power. And yeah. so yeah. either we would have to cancel certain parts of the event or like start two hours late or... It's, like, it's like a challenge on Top Chef or something. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it's like chopped, but yeah. worse. Because <laughs> um, there's lots of angry customers. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. When it comes to our events, like having those people in the kitchen, it consists mostly of like reheating preparing okay yeah we do everything ahead of time but everything that's like product we we prep that all for a couple days before how how do you for, from like a making money perspective 10 12 people right mm-hmm. including two of, not even including two of you so i say it's 14 people yeah. whatever it is um 
do you have a set goal that, of money that you want to bring in for every event that you do, or or you just hope that you make enough money to pay everybody and like you know make all that make the ends meet in terms of that, and it, and you make some money on top of it. By now, we have a set goal. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have a and system we, at this point. I we think. we do all of the prep ourselves, so we don't have help. So that saves on um labor uh-huh. right there. Uh-huh. So we don't have to pay people to come help us. Um, so that allows us to pay people at our events and it allows us to have extra help. And when it comes to like servers, front of house, they get tips. So that's something that's pooled. So that makes it kind of easier. And then back of house, obviously we, we pay, um, hourly kind of. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I don't think that we're, yeah, we never worry that we're going to fall short. That's great. Um, and a lot of times like we're like, you know, we have 100 of this item, 120 of this item, 60 of this item. And we kind of gauge like if we sell out, we could make potentially this much money. If we lowball it, we'll make potentially this much money. And then we kind of plan for somewhere in between. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a guessing game every single time. It's not something that you could ever really know. Yeah. On average, what is it? how long does it take for you guys to sell out at an event? Is it? We, we've got it down now so we're, we can at least stay open for four hours. So, but usually we start at six at most of our events uh-huh. and we go till 10. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't get a, we don't get a super late crowd. I've noticed that at our pop-ups. Yeah. The same. It, it's after early. nine, it's like, we have to wonder if it's because we do it on weeknights. Yeah. But we all got to go to bed. Uh, I, well, I, I mean, we did an event at urban rest, uh, on a Friday night and, um, was this Burns? The Burns night, yep, and it was uh, we were busy from four to yeah seven thirty. It's and, a holiday. And, and, I mean, it's yeah. a Scottish holiday. Scottish holiday, yeah. but but it dropped off dramatically mm. once like seven thirty eight o'clock hit. But people have eaten their food. Oh no, I know. Yeah. And, and we're we're you know most people in this I think in this area they tend to eat between six and eight o'clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. which you know is, is indicative of what you guys are experiencing as well mm-hmm. and then if people are driving down from the suburbs they don't want to stay out late because they right. work the next day because detroit's scary after and also <laughs> detroit is terrifying <laughs> right have you been here <laughs> not that terrifying <laughs> because vato is here to protect you yeah right <laughs> okay so uh tomorrow nancy whiskey's that that will be that will have passed like for um this gets posted so let's talk about some more future events mm. so you have the 12th yep. at Lager House yep. in Corktown. That, that will be our ninth Taco Hell. Wow. Ninth Taco Hell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is there anything that you're going... What, what's the menu look like for that? Um, we're actually really excited for this menu. We're doing a like a chicken bacon ranch chalupa. Oh. Um, and then we're doing one of Taco Hell's new... Or Taco Bell's new items. They're rattle... or like mocking their rattlesnake burrito. So it has french fries, jalapeno sauce, jalapenos, and steak. We don't know what we're doing. There were quotes. Steak, yeah. There were air quotes that yeah. you did for steak. Well, that was for us. Yeah. We're, we're not doing steak. <laughs> so we're mocking that, which I'm excited for. because It's, it's called a rattlesnake burrito? Yeah, it's I called a ra- rattlesnake fries and a rattlesnake burrito. I think we're going to call ours the gardener steak burrito. Nice. <laughs> it's already, it, the menu's already up. It's called the cobra one. Oh, oh. shit. Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> cobra. We, we did have that discussion in the car. Gardener <laughs> snake is too cute. <laughs> we're not very cute. Yeah. We're trying to be less cute. Street. The name Street Beats are already, it's already really too cute. cute. So that's why we have like this equal yeah. parts like 
cute femme pink going on, but then we also have like chains Metal. and flames. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah. the logos are pretty intense. Yeah. Like yeah. the Taco Hell logo is like <laughs> serious. serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. When my mom first read that, she's like, why do you have to call it Taco Hell? Why can't, why can't it be like, I don't know what she said, but she was, she was a little upset at first. And now she like reps her Taco Hell shirt so hard. <laughs> so what's after, uh, do you have anything else planned uh, after? Well, after that, we're actually going out to LA to do vegan street fair. Oh, great. So we're kind of going to be off of the grid for the rest of March after that. Yeah, so talk of- about that. What is that? <laughs> So Vegan Street Fair is one of the larger vegan festivals in, I think, North America. Uh-huh. Um, it's in Los Angeles and North Hollywood. It's a two-day event, a Saturday and a Sunday. Um, and they have like 30,000 attendees and 200 vendors. Wow. And so most of the vendors, I think, are from California, but then there's a handful that are from around the country. Um, and yeah, we just kind of reached out and they gave us some incentives. They kind of discounted our way there a little bit mm-hmm. um, and made it a little bit easier, but it still is like a huge investment So what in risk. What would be the goal then? So these are, you're probably not going to get people to fly to Detroit. Do you ship right. food or is it more just for exposure? It's or? more for exposure. Okay. Yeah. And hopefully we'll learn something. We want to kind of do a couple more festivals. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a learning experience for us. A it's cool because like learning experience. the most like innovative people in the vegan food industry will be there, sure. whether it's like product vendors or people preparing food, like some of the people that we follow who make like the best vegan fried mm-hmm. chicken ever. So we're excited to like be in the same space as those people right. and see what they're doing and kind of learn from them. But then also like share what we have going on. And yeah, it's mostly just about like networking and exposure. Cool. Yeah, we it is a huge like it's a very Instagram heavy event too. So we're just trying to get some likes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to, I immediately regretted fucking saying that. What's nothing wrong with wanting likes? I was mostly kidding. <laughs> I'm going to buy followers. I just am going for the sunshine. Just, just click dislike. Is so, just like- will you guys be selling food there? Or yeah. We- yeah, okay. yeah. We're yeah, actually we're setting sell- up. We have a few people flying out to join us. We're, we're driving okay. a lot oh, of wow. stuff across the country. Yeah, we're awesome. actually driving ice cream across the country. Oh, for, from mm-hmm. uh, ice cream? Yeah. Park? yeah. Right. <laughs> to stop every 12 hours and get dry ice. <laughs> um, it's gonna be- and then we're also bringing 2,400 cones that we're making Gluten across free. the country. Oh. Wow. Well, we're making Choco Tacos. And then we're oh, all, I've seen photos of that. Yeah. And then incredible. we're also making yeah. our like, fried chicken mac and cheese waffle cone. You're so. not going to make them the night before. Are you? Mm, no, we've we've practiced for this uh-huh. one. Yeah. We're, we're prepared. <laughs> it is like, I mean, if you go straight through, you can get there in like three and a half days. S- straight through? I've done that like three times. What is? What do you mean by straight through? Like not like stop. Like nobody sleeps. No, or, no. I mean, like sorry. You, you no, sleep in. You, yeah, you sleep, sleep in. in yeah, shifts. Mm-hmm. So three and a half is what it took you. It took me three and a, three and a half. Okay, oh. might have to leave a little bit earlier. That's fine. I I don't need to sleep. That's going straight through. <laughs> I'll sleep and then for there was three a couple. Days. <laughs> there was one time we both couldn't do it. It was my buddy and I. We both couldn't do it. We had to hit a rest stop and we just crashed at the rest stop. Yeah, and yeah there'll be three of us. There's three so. of us. So we think we can pull it off, but yeah. I'll probably get sick. And you guys have a crowd. Funding, yeah, uh, yeah. It, we started initiative a- for for this event, right? Mm-hmm. Is it still going? It is okay. Yeah. So where where can people find that if they want to donate to your cause? Um, we've been posting. It's on our Facebook. Um, it's, it's also a- in our Instagram yeah. bio. There's a link. Yep. Okay. Yep. There, there's links everywhere. Now. And what's your Instagram? Street Beat Detroit. 
Yep. Beet like the vegetable, yeah, so not it, meat. Yeah. Not meat, <laughs> not <laughs> beet. We don't produce music. S T R E E T B E E B E E T Detroit. One more time. <laughs> Street beat. Street beat. Detroit. Facebook. Yeah. Just click on the link. Just click yeah. on the link. We'll put a link in our thing. Yeah. Don't yeah, listen to Joe's yeah. spelling. No, my spelling's way off. Mine always is. So. <laughs> um, and your MySpace is deleted. <laughs> deleted. Well, Sorry, I, I think you can still find it. Sorry. It's so weird. Mine's still on. <laughs> Did you say something about LiveJournal earlier? All right. Oh my God. I was coding yeah. LiveJournal. So one more time. March 12th, PJ's Logger House, Corktown, mm-hmm. Vegan Taco Hell. Yep. That will go from 6 to 10 ish. Yeah. All right. And then. Awesome luck in uh, Los Angeles. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Have an awesome time. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. Thanks yeah, for having thank us. You. Until next time, dine well, friends.